0: Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado sermon of the week. We hope you enjoyed this message.
1: Before we continue, um, there, uh, most of you have probably heard about the passing away of evangelist Reinhard Bonke. Uh, really, such an amazing evangelist that God has blessed us with. Um, during the time that he was here in Africa, he was of German origin. And he had such a passion for Africa. He has seen millions of people getting saved here. He was actually the guy that said that the, the the gospel in Africa is miles wide, but only an inch deep. was really trusting that as people are converted and they meet Jesus, they will really be deeply rooted and really grow into being disciples. And what he always said at um, at the end of every interview or TV program, he would always say, Africa will be saved, with a very strong German accent. So we really thank God for who he was and just the work of ministry that is that is, that is done. He always said that he wasn't God's uh, plan A, but plan B. He saw himself as a plan B because somebody that God had called before him was being disobedient. And he basically just stepped in. And God used him mightily. So I would really just want us to please stand, just observe a moment of silence for him. And then just pray a bit. Yes, Lord. Father, this morning, we just want to celebrate Reinhard Bonker's life, Father God. We want to thank you for the gift that you have given to this church, oh Father God, in the nations of Africa. We want to thank you for the work that is done. And we pray this morning that nothing will fall away, Father God, but the sons and the daughters that is raised up, Father God, will continue the work, Lord. We are so grateful to have known him, and we know, Lord, that today he is in heaven with you, celebrating with you, Father God. We thank you for your goodness and your kindness over his life, over his family, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God is good. All the time. Who believes that God is good? Wow, so many hands. Why is he good? Hmm? Can, Can we hear some testimonies? Does anyone want to share a testimony of God's goodness this morning? I mean, everybody's hands were up. Who wants to share testimony? Come, doctor. Anybody else? Two people? Second one? Going? Brilliant. (laughs) Sorry.
0: Praise be to God. The day before yesterday, I went for my review. Just as it is required for a medical person to have regular reviews. Uh, I, I spoke about how I pass through a challenge in life, Uh, but yesterday, you know, I had to go, or yesterday I had to go to have that uh, check through anyway. Um, So uh, I was pleased to be informed that, you know, the target that is expected of me, uh, 6.5, I'm way below that. So I'm I'm completely in the normal targets of a non-diabetic person, so I just wanted to encourage the church that... Whatever we believed on, I stand on it, I I pursue it, I do not discredit medicine, so that's why I have to fulfill the reviews, but nevertheless that the figures have to give us an encouragement to say that what, what we've believed on, what the Lord has done in our lives can actually be manifest in the physical things that we can go for, check up and be told that we are indeed what we are believing on. Amen.
2: God has been so good to me. Good morning, church. I just want to give a testimony about my little girl. Um, She's got a a, a medical condition, which I know that God has given me the strength to overcome. So for a whole year, I've been trusting God for her to just uh, sit when when I put her in the stroller. And, you know, for the whole year, I've been just prophesying because if I put her in, she tenses and you can't, and we can't move with the stroller. And one day I went again and I say, Lord, I'm every day trusting you that she will be able to sit and give her the grace. And now, you know, three weeks back she started sitting, oh. and uh, <laughs> in the stroller. <laughs> and I've been also, you know, she's expected to be a very sick child, but you know, and one day she started having. Um, you know, crying and having pain. And while she's ha- p- crying and having pain, I'm also prophesying over the word of God. Wah, wah, wah. And later on, it got worse, and I was questioning myself and the word, what is happening? And when I went to the doctor, they first of all diagnosed her with an extreme condition. Her bowels are infected. And then I said, Lord, this cannot be. I said silently. The pediatrician came, and he said, she needs to give a very big pee. And she gave a very big pee there it went and when they gave the test everything was clean and i thank god that he's been working with me and his medical and and his report says victory so i just want to encourage you the word of god works and sometimes when you speak the word it might not look like it's manifesting and it's not coming to pass but have faith and stand firm god is faithful
3: thank you for that uh, good morning church um, good morning. mine is also a testimony uh, of a friend who got um, who is in hospital at the moment where he had a very quick ca- can i say quick because when he, when they had the ca- what what is it called that thing that they, the camera from up, uh, above and below yeah he did that one <laughs> like the monday the tuesday They had to remove his whole colon. The whole colon they had to remove. Nowhere inside could they find actually any clean spot. uh, uh, How these polyps and things were sitting on that uh, colon. He was in pain. The Friday when I called him, he said, I can't talk to you now. Call call me back. I called him Saturday. Last week, Saturday. He said, I can't talk to you. I'm in too much pain. Sunday, we were with him and we prayed for him. The Monday, he was back in theater because infection set in. And uh, but we prayed for him that 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 Sunday, and what we what we spoke and what we declared over him, and said, Lord, you are a good God. When Moses asked you, show me your 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 glory, you let your goodness pass before him, and you said that in the last days your glory will fill the earth. So which which means is your goodness will fill the earth. And we spoke it over his body. We spoke it over him. When we saw him yesterday, he's the friend that I know he is. The one that's always laughing. He was making the jokes. The other night he was saying, no, you guys must go out. You're causing me too much pain when he's laughing. So just go out. Now he was making the jokes and he was making fun. And we could just thank God and we could just glorify him. He showed and He revealed His goodness to us. Thank you.
1: Come on. We praise God for that. Father, we just want to thank You so much for Your goodness. We want to thank You that indeed You are a good God. We want to thank You for every testimony that has gone out this morning, oh Father God, just testifying of your goodness, oh Father God, even for the testimonies that are still in the making, O oh Father God, we thank you that you complete that in Jesus' name, and Lord, we thank you for your word this morning, we thank you that your word is living and active, Father God, we thank you, Lord, that as we partake of your word, we will be strengthened, we will be encouraged, oh Father God, to live the life that you have uh, given us to live out, Father. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you for that. Amen. 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 As most of us know, it's that time of the year, right? The festive season is here. We finished our nation building series last, su- uh, last Sunday, and we're going to start our Christmas series because it's Christmas time. Now, everybody is looking forward to a wonderful holiday, isn't it? Filled with lots of food, great um, connecting time, lots of parties, and just doing nothing. (laughs) Just chilling. The festive season. And while a lot of the times, I mean, if you look in the shops, it's like clothes are on discount. And it's it's just a buzz. It's a season for a buzz now. People are going on holiday. We're buying stuff and all sorts of things. And sometimes we, with all the things that are going around, we can really lose the true meaning of the season. Yeah? We, can, we can lose the meaning of why it is that we're celebrating uh, or what it is that we're celebrating on the 25th and, and why we're going into New Year's and celebrating. We can, we can miss the fullness of what God actually wants us to remember during this time as we look back and also As we look at who He is in our lives. So we're going to do this Christmas series. It's called The Gift of Christmas. And it's going to be a three-part series. We're going to start today by looking at the gift that was promised. Next week, we're going to look at receiving the gift. And then the week thereafter, we're going to look at unwrapping the gift. You know, because when when there's a gift that's promised, you get the gift and then you unwrap it. Amen. So we're going to start this morning with The Gift Promised. And most of us believe or know that gifts are special, right? Who doesn't like gifts? Every single person loves gifts. Gifts are special, they're beautiful. When you hear someone saying, I've got a gift for you, my goodness, there is such an expectation There is an excitement, you feel special, you feel valued, you're full of joy, you feel loved, and you can't wait to receive that gift. I remember a friend of mine um, had traveled out, and she told me when she came back, I think it was a Monday, we met somewhere, Monday or Tuesday, sometime midweek, we met, and she said, you know what, I brought you a gift back from Ghana. Um, but I forgot it at home. I'll give it to you on Sunday. Oh, my goodness. When, when she said, I brought you a gift, and I was so excited. I couldn't wait. And then when she said, I'll bring it on Sunday, I felt like this wait is going to be so long. But I was still expectant throughout the, the days that were leading up to the day when I received the gift, I was wondering, what could it be? Is it a small gift? Is it a big gift? What, what could it possibly be? You know, there's that excitement. And it's the same with everyone. I'm sure some of you, um, when it comes to the end of the year, your companies have this thing where you, that you call secret center. Who's doing secret center this year? Companies, families, you know? And, and the whole idea... He said, someone picks a name, you don't know who has your name, but that person is going to get you a gift. And so there's this buzz and this excitement, oh my goodness, I wonder what my secret center is going to give me. Some throw hints and say, oh, secret center, all I need is this, you know. So, but there's this buzz and there's this excitement, like I can't wait to see what my gift is going to be, Right? And when the day comes to receive that gift, you are full of excitement. And when you open that box, you are hoping it is something that is really awesome. And the person that bought that gift for you is looking at you from a distance, hoping, hoping that you love the gift that they gave you, right? And then when you open it and you're like, oh my goodness, this is such an amazing gift. Okay, we're just going to help that baby there that's crying. Yeah? When you open that gift and you scream, you're like, oh my goodness, this is such an amazing, can we maybe just get one of the ushers to just take the, okay, there's help, okay. When they say, this is such an amazing gift, I can't believe my secret center brought me this. Oh my goodness, they're excited. You being the secret center are looking from a distance, right? And you're smiling, you are happy, you are so glad that you did it. And, and you, you sometimes even come closer to ask questions. Like, oh, so do you, you like your gift? What do you like about it, you know? Pretending like you're not the person who bought it. But if that person opens the gift, <laughs> and they look at it, and they're like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe this is what my secret center gave me. I can't believe this is what this person bought me. I've got so many water bottles. Why did they have to buy me a water bottle? Or I really don't like reading books. Why do they buy me a book? When you bought the gift are looking from a distance, you feel ouch, right? You feel like, Oh my goodness, I can't I didn't do such a great job. Because gifts are meant to bring joy. Gifts are meant to show the person that they're special and they're valued. They're meant to put a smile on someone's face. And gifts are, are things that you give to someone. I know sometimes people are like, oh, it's the end of the year. It's been such a rough year. I'm going to spoil myself. And then they buy themselves some gifts. But we all know that as much as you may enjoy that gift that you bought yourself, you feel more special and more full of joy when somebody else gives you that gift. Yeah? If you go and you say, oh, I just, I just need to relax. It's been a tough year. And you go and, and, and book yourself in at a spa, you know? You, then you're like, yeah, I'm spoiling myself. You feel good about yourself. But if somebody else comes and says, you know what? I know you've had a rough year this year. And I just want to bless you with this voucher. No? Full body massage and nails, pedicure. and mani- I mean, you will be like, wow. This is amazing. Yeah? Gifts are beautiful. They're amazing things. They're, they're meant to bring joy and to express love. And that is exactly what this time is about. It's about God giving us a gift that he promised thousands of years ago. A gift that is supposed to bring joy. A gift that is supposed to communicate to us value. A gift that is supposed to show us how special we are to him. A gift that is supposed to make us feel expectant and excited and full of life. And that is the gift of Jesus Christ. He is the greatest gift of all. Any gift you receive can never compare to this gift. The word of God says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave us because he loved us so much. No? Very few people give gifts to people they don't love. Or just for the sake of giving. We normally give as an expression of love. And this is what God did. He gave us this gift as an expression of His love. And so even though we're celebrating and there's a lot of things that are happening. And we're expecting for Christmas gifts and all sorts of things. We must not forget the greatest gift of all, which is Jesus Christ. And this gift was promised years ago. The first promise happened in Genesis 3.15. Because sometimes we're like, okay, God loves us and he gave us a gift, but what is so important about this gift? Because we need to remember what happened in the Garden of Eden. When the serpent stole that which was rightfully us. The glory of man, the authority of man was stolen. And the intimacy between us and God was stolen. And because God loved us so much and he saw how we were separated, he already said then that the seed of the woman will crush the serpent's head. That there is somebody coming. He promised someone will come that will bring an end to all this decay that the enemy has brought. And it's going to be a beautiful thing when that happens. So this is a gift that was promised thousands of years ago. That people were expectantly waiting for, for years. They were waiting. And there's so many key scriptures that speak about this promise. And I want to look at one of those key scriptures, which is um, in in Isaiah 7 verse 14. When God said, we will see this gift coming. And he said, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive. And bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. God with us. I love that name, Emmanuel. Yeah? So already there would be a sign. That will that, that will bring this gift. That people will know this gift is from me. That I promise a virgin will be will will be with child. That is a great sign. Yeah, because no virgin. Has ever given birth to a child. Has ever or will ever accept Mary, the mother of Jesus. Yeah? And that will be the sign. And the son will be called Emmanuel, God with us. They will know that I am with them. They will know that I am living among them. They will know that my heart's desire is to be with them. To be close. This is the gift. That God promised. And this is how it was going to come. No more separation. In Isaiah 9 verse 6 to 7. It speaks about how. It, it just gives us a, a bit more. About this, this, this gift that God is speaking about. Huh? And I'm going to spend a bit of time on this. It, it's speaking about the gift and what it's going to be like. He says for to us a, a child is born. To us a son is given. So he's saying, this is, this is what this gift will be like. I'm giving them a son. Huh? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He didn't just give anything. He gave his son the exact representation of the father. You know, every parent knows that if you touch <laughs> a child, you've touched the parent. Right? <laughs> if you touch my child, you, you've touched me. So this son is an expression of God himself. This is an expression of the father saying, I'm not just going to give them anything, but I'm going to give them something of myself, my son. As a gift, there will be that sacrifice that takes that place that they deserve to take and make all things new. He came to represent the Father's heart. He was the long-expected Messiah that everybody has been waiting for. That person that will put an end to all the work of the enemy. And through him, a new kingdom will be established. Kingdoms have come, kingdoms have gone. Empires have come, empires have gone. But this kingdom is one that will stay forever. And it's a kingdom that looks like no other. But it is exactly the kind of kingdom that we all need. This is a kingdom that has a king that rules, that actually does care about its people. This is a kingdom that will have no end, and it's a kingdom of peace. This is a kingdom that does not necessarily, um, we cannot necessarily see it with the naked eye, but it starts from the inside to the outside. And when it starts in the inside, it's manifested in the outside. This is a kingdom that a lot of people might think that it's not that important, or it looks so small, but it is the most important kingdom to live in and to be a part of. And it's a kingdom that's going to fill the whole earth and nobody can do anything about stopping it. Okay? A kingdom that is ruled in true righteousness and justice. Everybody wants justice, right? There's nothing worse than living In a place that's ruled by people who are not just. By rulers that oppress their own people. That take from their people. That don't make things better but make it worse. But this kingdom was going to be different. The promise of God was that the gift that I'm promising is a gift that's going to change things. Nothing will ever be the same again. But it's going to usher in heaven... Into earth. Isaiah 22, verse 22 says, I will place on his shoulder the key to the house of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. He will carry this kingdom on his shoulders. Rulership. You know, rulership is given to sons. You know, in the kingdom of God, leadership is given to sons and daughters, it's not just given to anyone. Why? Because sons and daughters represent the heart of the king. It's a different kingdom. And it has an exceptional king. One has never seen before. (laughs) And we can see that it speaks about he will be. And in the Hebrew, when, when we say that his name will be or he will be called, that is actually speaking about who you are. It's speaking the identity of that person. So every time you say, what does Verna mean? (laughs) You don't know what your name, who's got a short meaning for their name? What does Nelson mean? Wow, this is amazing. Yes, what does Aone mean? Conqueror, cure, okay? So every time we say Aone, it's saying cure. Oh, pure, pure, pure. So every time we say, oh, no, we're speaking purity over you. You're going to live in purity. You're going to bring forth purity wherever you go. Because that is your name. That is what you live up to. And this is what he's saying about this king of ours, that he's going to live up to these attributes of being a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, and a prince of peace. Everlasting father, prince of peace. He has come to bring peace. And we're going to enjoy this peace with Him. Nobody wants to see war anymore. Yeah? We want peace on earth. And He's the one who brings peace on earth. Not just where war is concerned, but where relationships are concerned. Where the families are concerned. He has come to bring peace. Amen. All right. And then He continues to say that... Um, okay, not continues, but... Everything that, that was said about Jesus, even though I went through these key um, prophecies of just God speaking about this, this gift that is coming, He actually spoke throughout the Bible. There was just a line, you know, a thread of Him continually saying, there is a gift that's coming, and this gift is going to be amazing for all mankind. Yeah, And we can see how in, in the Bible, there are various scriptures that, that were written about Jesus and He actually did fulfill. I mean, we can look at um, in Isaiah 11 verse 1 where He says, He will be born of David because God the promise that God gave David was like that you will, never, you will, you will always have a king ruling on your throne. It, the, 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 the kingdom will never be taken away from you. So there we have Jesus where they always say son of David, on the throne of of, of David, born of a virgin, preceded by a messenger. We know John the uh, the Baptist. People were waiting for Elijah to come physically, but it was John the Baptist that came in that spirit, and he was saying the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. He went to prepare the way for Jesus. And then we see how it speaks about the fact that he will be born in Bethlehem, a small town insignificant and people will be like oh my goodness Bethlehem yeah but this is one of a kind of a king and nothing is too small for him he can start in the smallest place and still rule the whole world okay he will enter Jerusalem on a colt a donkey okay? how many of you think it's majestic If a leader comes to a place rallying on a donkey. But here he is, the king of kings. The gift that God promised will make all things new. And is riding on a donkey into Jerusalem. Where people are like, hail our king. During that time you would at least expect maybe a chariot. Of fire and fine horses made out of gold and all sorts of things. But he came on a colt. And people were praising him. This may seem foolish. This may seem so small. This may seem like, God, how could this truly be the gift that you have promised us? That will make all things new. That will bring a shift and a change in the world. They will put an end to the works of the enemy? Is this the gift? Yes, that was the gift. It also speaks about how he will be betrayed by a friend, and we saw that unfolding, wounded and whipped by his enemies, be sold for 30 pieces of silver, and they will even cast lots for his clothing. So many passages in the Bible, in the Old Testament, Pointing towards the Messiah that will come and make all things new. The promise that God had promised. And saying, this is what's coming. It's going to come. And you know what the weird thing is? Is that when you look at all these passages of the promise, before, be, after them and before the promise started unfolding, there was 400 years of silence. 400 years of silence and waiting for this gift that was promised to come. How many of you want your friend to say, I've got a gift for you, but I don't have it now. I'll have it for you in 400 years' time. Huh? <laughs> there was this silence of this gift. There was just the silence. Before it started unfolding, and people could actually see it. And you know, we're truly blessed to be a generation that can sit today and know of the birth of Christ and know that he was crucified because there were people that were sitting, waiting for this to happen, and they didn't see it in their lifetime. But so people waited, and they waited. And there's a very interesting story, especially in the Bible, of a man called Simeon. (laughs) Whenever you read the account of the birth of Jesus, you can't miss him. And it starts here in Luke 2, verse 29, 32. Actually, a bit earlier on, speaking about this man that has been waiting for the Messiah. Because God gave him a promise. He said, Simeon, I promise you that before you die, you will see. This gift that I've promised the world. So as he was in the temple going about his business, he was waiting for this promise that God spoke about. Year after year. I'm not quite sure how old he was, but he was very old. Yeah? He was waiting. And when Mary and Joseph came into the temple to dedicate this baby Jesus, he recognized it. In fact, the word of God says he was full of the spirit. He had the Spirit of God in him so he could recognize. And when he saw this baby, he saw this promise. He said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you've prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. This was the gift that he has been waiting for years. And when he finally saw it, he was full of joy, full of excitement, saying, God, my whole life, I've been waiting for this gift. And now it is here. And now that I've seen it, and I've seen what it's truly about, that salvation is here, you can take me now. You can take me. I'm done living. For I have seen what I've been longing to see. I have seen what you've promised. The salvation that you've prepared for all. For all people of the world. For every nation as we were praying here. Every single person's life will be changed through this. What a joy. And this is the expectation and the joy we should have during this. I know a lot of people get caught up in, oh, but Jesus was not really born in December. He was born in July. No, actually, it was September. And this book says this and this book. Fine. Yeah? But the truth of the matter is, yes, he was born. And it doesn't matter what other spirits are being celebrated or some weird demonic gods were were actually being celebrated on those days. Jesus' stamp is on those days now. As the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Doesn't matter who was there before. I'm here now. Yeah? So everything else has to step aside. Because the promised gift is here. And we're going to celebrate that. And we're going to enjoy that. Amen. One of the, the most significant moments in, in Jesus' life when he was a grown man was this account that is recorded in Luke 4, verse 18 to 19. Where he went to the temple, and remember that time there were no Bibles like this, just scrolls, Isaiah scrolls, some of those ancient writings, prophet, uh, prophetic words. And so he went to the temple, and then he took the scroll, and he read yeah, from those the Isaiah scrolls, and he read the following, he read, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to release the press, to, pro- to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. What is he reading from Isaiah 61? Yeah? So it's during that time. Went into the temple, got the scrolls, and started reading this. Yeah? He wasn't part of the Pharisees and the teachers in the temple. He was just reading this. And when he was done, it continues in Luke 4, verse 20 to 21. It says that, then he rolled up the scroll, returned it to the attendant, and sat down. Hmm? So imagine someone coming here, reading the scroll, putting it down, and, and then going to sit down. The drama. Okay, There was some drama there. So people are like, okay, what's up with that? You read something, and then you go and you sit down. So all eyes were now on him. They're now looking and saying, what is going on? And then he says this. Yeah? It says, the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began by saying, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Hallelujah. Huh? Many have longed for an anointed one that will come. They will break the chains of the enemy. That will restore blind eyes and make them see again. That will bring uh, freedom for the captives. That will just make things different. And he was reading this and he said, many were looking for it. But today it is fulfilled. Why? Because I am here. Because he is here. And so as we celebrate this season, we need to remember. I'm so glad about the testimonies that were coming out here. That the reason why Jesus, uh, God sent Jesus was to destroy the works of the enemy. That we can celebrate and say, he is the anointed one that has ha- come to bring freedom for the captives. That has come to heal all our diseases and sicknesses. That has come to break off the chains of the enemy. That has come to restore sight. That has come to, for, to bring back voices for those that are mute. That has come to lift up those that are oppressed. That has come. To make all things new. And we cannot live lives. Short of that. Because if we are living lives short of that. We are living lives short of what God has given us. This gift that he's promised. Was a gift. That will bring a shift in everyone's life. The best gift that we can ever receive so as we're going out and we're celebrating christmas we're celebrating family we're celebrating each other we're sharing gifts and we're enjoying meals let us remember that god's greatest gift to us is the son that he gave to us and he doesn't just want the son to remain with us but he wants us to continue giving the son To others. The word of God is clear. It says it's more blessed. To give. Than to receive. So let this time not be about us. Let it not be about how many gifts am I going to get under the Christmas tree. What am I getting. But let it be about what am I giving. Am I giving love. The reason why we collect. Toys and put them in boxes. To give to orphans, collect gifts for widows, is not just for a kind and a nice work, but it is to share the love of Christ. To say that as God gave us this gift that He promised, oh, what a blessing it is to be part of the generation that live after this gift has already come. Because many had desired to see it. But they didn't. But we have. And there's nothing more beautiful than sharing this joy. So I want to remind us this morning that as we go away and we have our festive time, let us remember the gift that God promised. Let us remember Jesus Christ. That came on earth and lived like you and I. To reconcile us back to the Father. Let, us, let our hearts be filled with love. F- for those who do not know Him. Starting with our own families. Let it not just be about good food. But let it be about this gospel. Amen. Can we just rise? I want to pray for us this morning. Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for the gift of salvation this morning. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have promised. Your prophets have prophesied, but now it is here. And we can be so glad, knowing, Lord, that what you've promised has come to fulfillment. And therefore, this morning, as we gather, oh, Father, we remember what has come with this gift, oh, Father God that you have come to set us free, oh Father God. And we thank you, Lord, that we take a hold of that this morning, oh Father God. We thank you, Lord, for healing that has come. We thank you for freedom that has come. We thank you for restoration that has come. And I pray that upon each and every single person here, Father God. Lord, as we're trusting you for breakthrough in our lives, we know that it is a sure thing because of Jesus Christ that you have sent, oh Father God, to bring this reality into our lives. We thank you for your goodness this morning. We thank you for that ultimate gift. And you know, we can't give this gift unless we have received it ourselves. And if you're here this morning and you haven't received Jesus Christ, you don't know him as your Savior. You can't live in the things that have been made available through. And the Father is calling this morning and saying, Can you see what I've done? That while you all were still sinners, I sent my Son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. That we may know it's nothing about what we've done, but everything about what He has done for us. And therefore, if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, I want to pray for you. I want to say, don't harden your heart. Is there anyone here who doesn't know Jesus and wants to receive this gift? this morning? If you're here, please just raise your hand as an indication so that we can pray. I see that hand. Is there anyone else? Thank you, Jesus, the greatest gift, everything that we need, the only thing that we need. If we have Jesus, we have everything. Is there anyone else? I see that hand. Anyone else? Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask those people who have raised their hands to be very brave this morning. As you're raising your hand, I just want to invite you to come to the front, please, so that we can pray with you. Hallelujah. Please come to the front. Let's give them a hand. Don't be shy. Come to the front. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's continue to give them a hand. There's still someone coming. Thank you, Jesus. The greatest gift. The gift of salvation. This is the best decision you'll ever make in your life. To receive this gift. Just come and stand. Facing me next to each other. Awesome. I just want us to join in support. There's a rejoicing in heaven right now. I just want us to just close our eyes. I want you guys to just repeat this prayer with me as I'm praying. Um, don't focus too much on me praying, but let these be the words of your heart, that this is what you're saying to the Lord. this morning. Say, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge this morning that I'm a sinner. And I also acknowledge that you died on the cross for my sins, and therefore I ask you to forgive me for all my sins, and to come into my heart and make my life anew. I surrender all to you, and I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. We thank God for that. Hallelujah. Praise God for that. Amen. There are two people standing behind you. They're going to talk to you for a few minutes and just minister to you. Otherwise, I just want to release everybody else. If you're here, before I release, and you're trusting God for healing, for breakthrough, for whatever it is, remember that Jesus has made that available for us. So if you need prayer, don't leave the same way. Come after the service. There will be leaders here that can pray with you and stand with you. Amen. So I want to pray. Father, I thank you for every single person this morning. I thank you for your blessing over them. I thank you for your protection. I thank you for a great week ahead, O Father God. I thank you, Lord, that you go before them to level every mountain and that your blessing is upon each and every single one of them and their families. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you for that. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.